Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays take three out of four against the Kansas City Royals. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. We're going to dive deep on everything that went down this weekend, so let's have some fun with it. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And if you're interested in advertising or being a sponsor of the program, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. Well, like we mentioned, the Tampa Bay Rays take three out of four against the Kansas City Royals at home. Uh, And I will give the Rays credit, and I'll uh, say I was wrong. I thought that on Thursday that it was very possible that the Rays would come out flat following a devastating walk-off loss to the Yankees and that it would be a letdown, play down to the competition type game. And, uh, you know, the Rays would lose six to two or seven to one or something like that. And it ended up being reversed. And the Rays, that win uh, got them off to a good start in this series, although they lost the game I was at on Friday. But still, uh, you take three out of four can be against the worst team in baseball. That's that's still pretty solid. That, that just tells me that they listened to the pod and they were like, oh, Kevin doesn't think mm-hmm. we're going to uh, get on Thursday. Well, I guess we're going to put an egg on uh, on Friday when yeah. he's in here. Um, by the way, how was your Trump experience? It was really, really good. And uh, I, we got some free baseball, extra inning baseball, though the Rays couldn't pull it out. A lot of base running gaffes during the course of that game. But uh, you can't hate on the $5 bud and bud lights at the budweiser porch although uh, again i'm going to continue to harp on this the rays need to come up with some sort of marketing promotion uh, the cycle the five for five that includes Michelob, miller uh cores and, and include that include those beverages in the five dollar uh per can package because uh I got my buddy, Brendan, who was at the game and a Royals fan. He wanted a Coors, and he did get the tickets, so I obliged. And the difference between a Bud Light <laughs> or a Budweiser and a Coors was absolutely insane and ridiculous. Uh, I'll just say it. Uh, Coors it, it, Light was like 13 bucks uh, it, that I it, got. It. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't a trough for uh, 100 ounces of Coors Light. Uh-uh. It, was, it was a 16-ouncer. So yeah. uh, that that – Outside of that and outside the loss, it was it's it's always fun to go to a, a ball game like that and, and chat with a couple buddies and um, you know uh, it, it's the first time I'd been to the Trop in a, a very long time and um, it was an enjoyable experience despite the L. I'll leave it like that. Hey, while, while we're talking about it, how was your experience on Saturday? A bit better because I got to see a W. I got to yeah. see uh, a few uh, friends of the of the pod, Carlos and Melissa Herrera, of course. Got to see Austin Holloway and got to see Ryan Hill, mm. who gave us the good, good idea for this. Will Wander Franco match the MVP season for uh, Ryan Sand- Sandberg? Right. He gave us that idea. 
met him, talked ball with him for like half an inning. Very interesting guy, really cool. So thank him. Uh, I thank him for for coming over and 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 chatting it up. Uh, so no, I, I I think I had a better experience at the Trop than you yeah. just because of the W. Uh, but yeah, uh, this weekend was exactly what you wanted race baseball to be. You saw the offense keep it up. Uh, they have been on fire uh, in the last three series. They they keep pitching well. The starting pitcher is giving you a good opportunity to stay in the ball game. The bullpen is mostly getting it done. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of qualms right now with with this team. Yeah, if you have to pick something, it would be the base running, like you mentioned. Yeah, um, from Friday uh, from Friday's game, but. Overall, you I mean, the defense has been playing well. The pitching has has done their job. Uh, the hitting has ha, has done their job. Uh, do you have any big names that you want to highlight on on either pitching or, or the hitting uh, side of the ball? I do have a big name. I do have a name that I want to highlight. But first. Going to do a little teaser here and tell you about BetOnline.net before we get to that. Uh, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. So head over to the Bet Online site today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Uh, I don't know if the name in my head is the same name that's in your head presently, but but Mr. 330 batting average now, Harold Ramirez, Mr. Three hit performance on Sunday, Mr. I just assume he's going to go two for four, two for five, three for four in every game he plays in. It is unbelievable, unbelievable what he's doing. And doesn't waste a step, doesn't waste a breath since coming back from the IL. And he's a big, big piece of, uh, of the offense for this team going forward in, in, in this series. Absolutely. Yeah, Harold Ramirez, we kept saying this before he got hurt. And I was completely legitimately serious. I, I said, this guy could wake up, do a couple of stretches in two minutes, and yeah. then go two for four. Like he can just wake up and literally go hit at a major league baseball game. Guess what? He loses. What was it? Three and a half weeks, maybe four weeks right. of, of time has one rehab game. Cash calls Margot and, and asks him, Hey, how do you, how do, how do you see Harold? Manny goes, he's ready. Put him in the starting rotation in the starting lineup. Dude has gone since his, since his return nine for 21. Nine for 21 right. since his return. And he has hit safely in all five games. This guy can wake up and hit. Do not take him out of the lineup unless something is horribly wrong with his body. This guy needs to be in the lineup. He is a spark plug. He is a guy that will, no matter if the pitch is inside and has already passed him right. in his swing path, that thing is going for a double past the first baseman. He just he, the plate coverage is unrealed, unrealed with Harold Ramirez. No, it, it's really 
he has a knack for finding holes and getting the ball through the infield. Again, we can talk the pa- about the power of the lack there. I don't even care. I mean, his uh, even without the bombs, he's got an 840 OPS. So Harold Ramirez, keep doing what you're doing, absolutely. And and I think one thing that you'll notice in watching him is, like you mentioned, uh, the plate coverage. But on fastballs inside, down and in, he has a remarkable ability to inside out the baseball, which allows him to, again, you can't really shift against him. If you look at his spray chart, it's everything. Like if he wants to go for a little bit of power, it's going to be really pull heavy down the line, but everything else, um, you know, and and not just the, the hitting ability, but he's not striking out either 13 and a half percent K rate. And I don't think there's any question that, uh, you have to bring him back next year. I believe he's arbitration eligible for the first time as a super two. And, you know, he, he might be a case of maybe it took him a thousand plate appearances to really figure it out in the bigs. I mean, we, we knew he could always hit at the big league yeah. level. I mean, his other stops, you were seeing a 270 batting average, give or take, but being able to get consistent playing time and finding the right fit and finding the right environment and growing and developing a little bit, I think we're starting to see that. So I'm actually really, really poised and excited to see uh, Hilda Ramirez in a Rays uniform in 2023, unless the the Rays do something uh, really kind of crazy and, and trade him when the value is maybe at its peak. I don't know if he's ever going to hit 337 or whatever he winds up hitting at the end of the day, but I watch him and I see a guy that at the very least, he's going to give you a 280, 290 batting average. And, and quite frankly, very often could give you a, a 300 batting average. And, you know, it's, it's not just, it's garbage hits, giving the team a lead, getting the first runs of the game, tying a game, so many big time moments that he's been a part of so far this season. And let's look back at that very, very, um, inconsequential or what seemed like a inconsequential trade at the time where the Rays acquired here Ramirez from the Chicago Cubs. The Rays gave up one Esteban Kuros. What's Kuros doing? He's hitting 205 in AAA right now. So I would certainly say that the Rays have gotten the better end of the deal thus far. Kevin, and and it's not only the, the fact that all everything that you said is 100% correct, but then also on that, he, his sprint speed, the dude hustles yeah. every time out there. He knows he's going to get four at-bats, so every time that he's going to run to first, he's going to run his hardest, no matter what. And usually, those, those hits that are infield hits for him, it's because he hustled. Mm-hmm. It's that's because they weren't like, oh, perfectly placed, and you know they're like kind of like bunts or whatever. No, no, no. He hits them right at the shortstop, at the third baseman. Maybe they have to make maybe a, a couple moves to the left or to the right. But ultimately, it's his speed that gains him that half a step, that one last step that gets him to be safe. It's that extra yeah. hustle, and you love that uh, 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 about Harold. I mean, that's a uh, that's a thing that you that when you're a fan and you see the hustle like Harold and like Siri, for example, he does mm-hmm. that too. Randy. Uh, 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 um, as well, you you gravitate towards those players because you are putting time and effort and your mental stability and health towards watching a, a baseball team for right. 162 games. You want that those players to also feel it as much as you do. And when you see Harold Ramirez running towards first like he does all the bleep in time, 
then you, you, you start yeah. to like him a lot. I don't know what he needs to do to qualify for this. Uh, how many more at bats he needs and plate appearances he needs for the rest of the season, but he's absolutely well on pace just from a batting average perspective of having the best single season batting average in race history. That moniker right now goes to Jason Bartlett, who did it in 2009 with a 320 batting average. Now, I should also note that Jason Bartlett, the year after that, hit 254. But Jason Bartlett before then was a solid 270, 280, 290 hitter. But again, we can always, we often see guys that that go out and, and flame out and, and go nuts for that year. But man, I think Harold Ramirez has some staying power, absolutely. And And one thing that I got to thinking about Harold Ramirez is say he does finish with a 337 batting average. Say what he has right now sticks for the rest of the season. Or say it's, you know, 327, 330. It got me thinking of will Wander Franco ever reach that high of a batting average in a single season? Because I, I don't think we realize how remarkable what Harold Ramirez is doing. This isn't 1994. This is 2021 where the average batting average is 230. It might even be lower now. Right. No, it, it's it's impressive. And you're right. The knock is, of course, the ABs, you know, not only because of his injury, but because of the pitching matchups and then the way that, you know, right. Kevin Cash utilizes the lineup and gives people some rest and all that. So it's always going to be very difficult for a, a race player to get one of those titles because of the way yeah. that the matchups work. Uh, I I don't... I wouldn't say never, ever for Wander Franco. I mean, because the the guy's ceiling is is incredible. And so, yeah, at 337, even though it's as amazing as ever, if there is one guy that I would put, you know, right. green Skittles on bed online, that would be Wander Franco to do that. But it is amazing. And I think race fans should really start to, you know, get their Harold Ramirez flag real high because he has been amazing. And speaking of flags... I just want to note it was a very, very cool thing that happened on Sunday because the race had a lineup that had eight different nationalities. Very, very, very cool. It was the U.S., the DR, Cuba, Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, Taiwan, and Panama. That is as cool as a stat as as you will ever see. And, And I just wanted to put that out there that, if you're a race fan, you know, feel proud about that front office, feel proud about, you know, Kevin Cash and, and, and those players like making history, because that's a pretty cool thing, how you're making yeah. baseball global. And, and being able to meld all those different personalities and cultures together. I, I guess I'm disappointed that they couldn't get that ninth in there. Could they have started G-Man Choi or something? Yeah. Yeah. G-Man would have been nine. That would have been really cool. You know, S and Giggles. If you yeah, will. that yeah, would have been a fun yeah. thing, but yeah, that is something that the Rays again they they search far and wide for uh, players that can help their team for sure. Uh, anything else, or what else about this series uh, piqued your interest, good, bad, or indifferent? Two pitchers I think should be highlighted uh, mostly. L- let's say. I'm, I'm back on Yummy Yarbs. It's now Dang. Yummy Yarbs. Since being recalled since uh, July 16, 31 innings, 10 earned runs. The dude is pitching mm-hmm. effectively with that cutter and that curveball. And more important than anything, he's getting ahead with strikes. Like he's not, you know, trying to be too fine with his stuff. He's just like, 
I'm going and, and hitting the strike zone, no matter what, can you hit it? And, and the thing is, they're not, they're not. And if they are, it's soft contact galore because that's what he does. So yummy yards is back on the table. That is fantastic news for race fans because in the playoffs, now you have that weapon where I don't want to get too ahead uh, 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 because there's a lot of baseball to be played. But let's remember the wild card series is three games. Mm-hmm. So if you're going th- the horsemen, McClanahan, Rasmussen, and Klubot, then you have, or maybe a Springs instead of Klubot, but I would go yeah. Klubot, but that's a, that's a discussion for another day. You need somebody who's fresh for that ALDS because you're winning that wild card game, that right. wild card series. So you need arms that are fresh, that are not, th- that are not those three guys. So Yarbs being healthy and being good and effective would be really, really helpful for the race. Right. And uh, just his ability to presently eat up innings. And this is assumed, I mean, I, if I'm Yarbs, he's certainly pitching his way into a playoff spot. We'll see if that continues when some of the injured guys get back and if he's able to keep up what he's able to do now. But it's absolutely huge for the, the president as you go into a stretch of playing 17 games in 17 days. Uh, that's going to be very, very important. Uh, was there another player that you wanted to mention as well? Last but not uh, least, the guy that I saw uh, on Saturday, Drew Rasmussen. My goodness, you throw eight perfect innings, and then the next start, usually if Inter McGee didn't have something important to do, mm-hmm. he would have found this da- data for me, which is how do pitchers perform after th- after a perfect game bid or a no-hitter bid? How do they do? From my experience, they usually do poorly. Right. They usually do kind of mediocre. Boom. Five no-hit innings after eight perfect ones. So Drew Rasmussen, he's getting more, more, more whiffs um, uh, and lately in his starts. The guy is like pushing on the on, on the on on the pedal. I like yeah. it again, just like Yarbs coming into October, coming into the September chase on fire. I think that would really help, and he has looked phenomenal. He has, and he's getting better as the season goes on, which was maybe a question mark because with his injury history and usage history, it was like, well, when he gets to 80, 90, 100 innings, how's he going to respond? But being able to fine-tune another pitch in his arsenal and being able to um, deploy it as he wants, like it's it's really amazing what he's doing right now. Hopefully, the Rays continue their success, build off their success. Uh, they Are they now going for their third straight series win uh, and facing the Angels for a four-game set because they – won a series against the Yankees, won a series against the Royals, and now the Angels, uh, who aren't very good, uh, coming to town, uh, especially after unloading Noah Syndergaard, Brandon Marsh, Rysel Iglesias. Again, there's really only two reasons to watch the to watch the Angels, and that's Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And you look up and down their depth chart in their roster, uh, there's a lot of blah there, and uh, this team isn't playing for anything, certainly. So uh, I don't want to get greedy by any means, but I would think and would hope that the Rays can do similar to what they did against the Royals with the Angels. Hopefully. And this would be their fourth 
uh, series win if they go for it because they did win against Baltimore that season series during the weekend. That's they did right, that's Baltimore. Right. Okay, so so that would be so great. I mean, series, the team is in a role. The team yeah. is in a role exactly. And, and before that, yeah, they lost that two gamer against the Brewers, but then again, they also won that four gamer against the Tigers. So they have mm-hmm. been. You've been seeing them go in a role. Hopefully, that doesn't stop with the Angels. We've talked about the September schedule ad nauseum by now. If you listen to this podcast, you know September is going to be a rough, right. rough and tough. It's not easy at all. So the Angels coming to town, yeah, you got to kind of do the same thing you did to the, to, to, to the Royals. Yeah. Got to win three out of four. Winning two out of four would just be such a letdown because these are the victories that you need to, to pack it in, especially when the Yankees are kind of faltering in their own demise. So, yeah, the one good thing about um, Shohei Otani uh, coming to Tropicana would be that he's not going to be on the mound. So the Angels are actually going to be uh, Shohei Otani less on Mm -hmm. on the pitching side of things, which is a good thing for for Rays fans. Yes and no, because... It kind of would be cool to also see Shohei Otani pitch and, right. and, and do his thing, right? But no, uh, for, for, for race hitters, that's a positive. Yeah. Now, I guess the difference, I mean, both the Angels and Royals are not good ball clubs, but I guess the difference between the Angels and the Royals is the Royals were like throwing out eight, 10, 12 rookies. I mean, they're just basically a team of young players that they're rolling out there. While uh, the Angels, for as many flaws that they have organizationally and building a team, they still do have the couple studs that I mentioned and still do have quite a few veterans on the team. Although the veterans don't, it's not like they uh, necessarily strike fear into you, but again, you can't uh, take anyone lightly by any means and talk about uh, you mentioned Shohei Otani, what kind of year is he having? Well, uh, he leads the angels in batting average. He leads the angels in homers. He leads the angels in RBI. He leads the angels in on-base percentage. He leads the angels in hits. He leads the angels in wins. He leads the angels in ERA and he leads the Angels in strikeouts. And those are just a couple categories. He leads the Angels in a lot of other categories as well, except for salary. That's something he uh, <laughs> he lacks uh, on the, the Angels. Right? But that's the other MVP. That's the other MVP who has probably the highest salary, right? And Mike Trout. Um, yes, you're right. The Royals are not the Angels by any means. But if you – let's just play a quick Monday trivia. How many games do you think that they separate on, on – that they're separated from in the, in the winning column? Do you know this? Um, I would say they're, they've got to be just about the same. They're right around 48, 49 wins. Well, the, the, the Royals are at 49 wins and, uh, the angels are at 52. Okay. So the angels have, are not coming along, but they're not as bad, I guess, even despite yeah, three wins guys. So yeah, they're better. They're better, but wolf, right? That's just such an, what I mean, this would be a whole pot. I mean, if you want to listen to Locked On Angels, um, yeah, exactly, do that too because they probably have a lot of venting to do this season. Yeah, and uh, I didn't mention uh, Anthony Rendon in that statement of Shohei Otani and Mike Trout because he's nowhere to be found. He's a ghost. He's nope. always in, in, on the injured list or not producing, and he's on the injured list right now. Sixty day injured list, by the way. Yep. Yeah, he's so, he's out for the season if if, if I'm not mistaken. So we yeah, might have no, no to have the the locked on uh, Angels crew do a list of like the top five, top ten worst Angels contracts given out of all time. Because there's a lot of bad contracts that they. There's a lot. Yeah, Anthony Rendon. I don't know if he's at the top. Again, I'm not 
an angel's uh, encyclopedia by any means, but that has been awful. awful. I mean, I can just think of Hamilton, Vernon Wells, Upton. That's all just off the top of your head. At the top of my head. Maybe you want to mention Pujols to some extent? (laughs) Exactly. You could. Yeah, you could. You could. Um, But no, just because, you know, we're we're crapping on them right now. Look, they have a couple of interesting arms that they will be throwing. Their starting pitching is actually pretty solid. Yeah, Sandoval Suarez. Suarez actually had a no hitter um, uh, through uh, until the six against the Mariners last start. Um, yeah. So, so he's an intriguing arm from from the lefty. Um, well, didn't uh, didn't Reed Detmers no hit the Rays earlier this year? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And then he got uh, sent down to AAA like uh, four weeks later or something like that. But yeah, hopefully none of that, none of that bad juju. They they come out and again that was a different team. So this is a very interesting dynamic that we're going to see with the Angels because when the Rays went there. The Angels were actually having a good time. They were actually winning, and you know, people are, were actually saying, "Oh, they're going to go to the playoffs." And well, now it's August twenty second, and we know that they're not going yeah. to the playoffs once again. Hey, do you know how many at bats Mike Trout has in the playoffs? More than I do. Uh, one. Only oh, he's only like nine at bats more than than I than I have in the playoffs. So that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Take that, Mike Trout. Yeah. Take that. For sure, and uh, it could be a while before he's in the playoffs again, I would say, because yes. the Angels are making the playoffs next year. I don't think, anyway. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.